Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is indeed a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Friday, January 15th, and on the podcast, we are going to be breaking down last night's season opening shootout win over the New Jersey Devils, and also catching up with our friend Mayor to uh, discuss this week in hockey. Before we get into all that, let me remind you that the podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Pocket Casts. Please do subscribe on whatever app you use, and also rate and review if possible. That would be very much appreciated, especially for you Apple users. The podcast can be found on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins and on Instagram at LockedOnBostonBruins. And you can find me on both platforms at Ian C. McLaren. For those of you who might be new to the podcast or tuning in to hear about the Bruins win last night, I have been a lifelong Bruins fan writing about hockey for about 15 years for some SB Nation sites as well as for the score full-time for about five years. I have, uh, yeah, interviewed players of the Hockey Hall of Fame, covered an OHL championship here in Guelph when the Storm won in 2019, and just really love this sport and this team, and I'm very glad to be able to have the opportunity to chat about our Boston Bruins every single day. And last night, the Bruins opened the season with a 3-2 shootout win over the New Jersey Devils. It was kind of interesting watching this team. Of course, there was no Zdeno Chara on the ice. Tori Krug wasn't there. David Pasternak still rehabbing from offseason hip surgery. New winger Craig Smith, who I was excited to watch, uh, was sidelined with a lower body injury. So we got to look at some youngsters like Jack Stadnika, Trent Frederick, Jacobs Borrell, Jeremy Lozon. Only 56 games between them. Uh, and they were pretty solid as complementary pieces as some of the core players stepped up and helped this team win this game. Notably, Tuka Rask. He only had to make 20 saves in this one, but uh, some of the ones that he made were quite spectacular, including a few in overtime. And then Brad Marchand with a goal and an assist in regulation before recording the shootout winner to secure the 3-2 victory. It was kind of neat to see Marchand successfully pull off that shootout move because of, you know, one year ago, Philadelphia, he completely whiffed on an opportunity, so maybe it bodes well for a better 2021 that he was able to pull that off. Bruce Cassidy, after the game, said the shootout was a problem for us last year. Hopefully we can do better and then we were tonight. Andre Kasha had been brought in, partly because of his skills in the shootout. He had a pretty nice attempt that was stopped by Mackenzie Blackwood. A uh, more pressing issue for Cassidy was the lead that they let get away in the third period. And 
It was only a one-goal lead, but they've got to play winning hockey, and he didn't think that they did in the third at times. Good teaching moment for the team, and obviously still able to get the two points. Rask was one of the biggest reasons why this team won last night for anyone who's still questioning his decision to leave the bubble or his commitment to the team or his elite level skills. Uh, One of the more notable saves was one of the longest breakaways I've ever seen from Kyle Palmieri, 200 feet from the defensive zone, all alone in on Rask who made the save and then he stoned Jack Hughes a, a couple moments later. Tuca is one of the best goalies in the league. He's the backbone of our team. Every great team has a great goalie. This is Brad Marchand speaking after the game. That's what we need out of him if we want to go all the way this year. We need him to be big, and he was tonight. That's what he does. Even when the game gets a little rough for us, he's calm. When you see that out of your goalie, when he's making that big save, it allows you to kind of calm down and get back on track, and we had that tonight. Now, speaking of Tukarask, he was bumped a couple times in the crease by Miles Wood. And he was asked about that after the game, if that's going to be a problem. And he said, I hope not, since we play them so many more times. They do play again on Saturday, so look out for any potential attempts to bump Rask again. It could set off some fireworks. And Bruce Cassidy mentioned that as well after the game, that the Bruins need to do better at protecting their goaltender. I mentioned the young defensemen who were in the lineup, but it was Kevin Miller who uh, stood out for me. Uh, Of course, Charlie McAvoy was very strong on the blue line, but the 33-year-old Miller, who hadn't played in almost a couple years, recorded 16 minutes and 49 seconds of ice time, 3-10 on the penalty kill, throwing the body around, and um, he looked pretty good, to be honest. Um, Marshan said it was awesome to see Millsy back. We all know how hard of a road he's had the last year and a half. A lot of guys would have quit and would have just hung him up. With how hard he pushed to get back and what he had to go through and his resiliency, that's what everyone was looking forward to tonight, was watching him back on the ice. Bruce Cassidy added, everyone's pulling for Kevin Miller. He's a well-liked teammate. He's hard to play against, well-respected in this league. That's the way he's going to play. Going to go out there, going to be all in, and he handled it well. Good on the PK, smacking guys around, letting them know. As much as the blue line belongs to Charlie McAvoy, uh, Kevin Miller is the leader on the blue line at this point. And yeah, all credit to him for um, stepping up after that long absence and, and looking pretty good in his return to the lineup. Uh, Nick Ritchie scored for the Bruins. And that was nice to see for sure. The Bruins did score both goals on the power play. Uh, There were plenty of opportunities five on five, and that's a point of uh, growth that this team needs to make. Certainly Craig Smith was brought in to help in that way. Hopefully he's in the lineup on Saturday, but he's day-to-day right now with a a lower body injury. But Richie, uh, he did score a power play goal. He said it was nice to get some opportunities out there on the man advantage, help the team out. It was a good start. Um, And, you know, Marchand made a great pass. It was sitting right there for him 
Not too tough of a goal, but I'll take it any time. And he did have a couple other opportunities around the net as well. And certainly his net front physical presence could bode well for this team if uh, he can continue to uh, get those opportunities and be in the right places at the right time. I mentioned Smith day-to-day. Could be in on Saturday, but Trent Frederick took Smith's place in the lineup. Played on the left wing alongside Sean Corrales and Chris Wagner. Recorded two shots on goal in about almost 11 minutes of ice time. Anders Bjork filled in for Smith on the right side of Richie and Coyle as a left-hand shot. So hopefully Smith can be back in there sooner than later and um, we can get a look at the newest member or one of the newest members of our Boston Bruins. Overall, yeah, it wasn't, you know, the greatest game. Keep in mind, short training camp after several months off. There were no exhibition games to get warmed up. And so it was kind of uh, shaking off of the rust, feeling each other out, and uh, just getting used to playing in empty arenas and, yeah, this new reality for this current season. Uh, But overall, pretty solid effort for our Boston Bruins. And I hope to see uh, some improvements on Saturday, to be quite honest, because um, there is obviously some room uh, for improvement and uh, the Bruins not quite at the level that we want them to be just yet, but it was good enough to beat what we believe to be the last place team in the East Division last night at the very least. I should note that while uh, Grizzlick and McAvoy not paired together on the blue line they did lead the Bruins in ice time on the blue line 25 minutes 33 seconds for McAvoy who had two shots three hits three blocks also four penalty minutes Grizzlick 24-07 including five minutes and 51 seconds of power play time and he had an assist uh, to go along with six shots on goal to lead the team which was uh, very encouraging so Pretty good debut for the blue line. I thought the kids looked pretty solid overall. Zborl with a couple shots and a hit. Uh, Lozon, one shot on goal. He was a minus two for those who uh, take into account that stat. In five-on-five play, Jacob Zborl was a 61.54 in Corsi percentage, meaning he was on the ice for 61% of the shot attempts taken during that time on ice. Lozon, only 35%. Uh, so Zborl uh, definitely looked a bit better, although more sheltered minutes. Overall, the Bruins definitely deserved to win this game, carrying the play with 55.56% of the shot attempts taken in this game. Again, the Bruins and Devils will be back on the ice on Saturday afternoon, and we'll have a full recap of that game on the next podcast. Before we get to our chat with uh, Mayor Zilberberg, friend of the podcast, who checks in every once in a while for this week in hockey, let's talk about betonline.ag. With hockey in full swing, the NFL playoffs this weekend, NBA going strong as well, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. 
You can also visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore AG on social media to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Here on the Locked On Network, we have an exciting new podcast called Locked On Bets. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. As you recall, during the offseason, we occasionally have done This Week in Hockey with a friend of the podcast, Mayor Zilberberg from Long Island, New York, and she's back on the podcast. What do you mean? I'm not from Long Island, New York. Okay, sorry. From... From Toronto, Ontario, currently residing in Long Island or on. Oh, way better. I can't remember if it was on or in. On. We talked about this before, but yes, uh-huh. on Long Island. Uh, yeah, how's it going, Mayor? It's going. We are wrapping up a two-week quarantine in my house because we were exposed to COVID. So my kids really? have been home doing virtual learning it has been chaotic but yep. we are at the end and everyone is fine so there's a light at the end of the tunnel that's good that's really good to hear we we still have one week at least of virtual learning in my town and um yeah it's uh, not not been particularly fun but hopefully they get to go back to school in two weeks which is would be ideal yeah difficult very difficult to work and also well not as much podcast with them around but definitely you should have some, them on the pod as guests uh yeah i think well i did have you and on once i read him uh meet willie Ori on the podcast live which was pretty fun and like uh it. they definitely do make appearances now and then screaming in in the background which I'm sure puts listeners very much at ease to hear screaming children in the background of a hockey podcast. So the uh, NHL season is a couple days old now. What have you, uh, what have you been able to watch or and enjoy in the hockey world? Anything caught your eye so far? Yeah, I mean, I am a Leafs fan, as we know. What? Okay, sorry. About. Interviews canceled. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I watched, obviously, opening night of the Leafs, which was a nail-biter, back-and-forth game. Um, Some encouraging signs of life on this new Leafs team. Uh, I'll just stay positive there. I watched, what did I watch yesterday? I told you what I was watching, and now I can't even remember what Uh, it was. Flames-Jets, was it? Yes, thank you. I was watching, there's so much hockey. I was watching the Flames-Jets for a little um I could not watch the Bruins game because I live in New York and they were playing the Devils and I don't have MSG TV so it was blacked out for me um, unfortunately but I did follow the score because Tuca is my fantasy goalie right so I followed along with the score there Um, I'd like to catch an Avs game when they don't play super late at night oh yeah Uh, but that's that's where I am right now. Definitely watched the whole Leafs game Wednesday, and there's another game tonight and tomorrow. Uh, so. 
I miss I miss hockey so much that I actually watched Leafs and Habs, which is just you have I mean, you're a Nick rock Suzuki bottom. fan. I do that. love I do love me some Nick Suzuki. I will actually mention him here in a moment when we talk about the biggest trade rumor out there, which is Pierre Luc Dubois. But I did want to yeah, mention. Yeah, I um, sent you that. I sent you that tweet yesterday. Yeah, I mean, well, well, let's just get right into it now. I guess yeah. uh, the tweet was from. Nick Kiprios, who is probably like, if we're doing insider tiers, he's probably, well, he might have been a B-level insider when he worked at Sportsnet. Now that he's not even working at Sportsnet, I don't know. I'd maybe rank him as a C-level insider. Okay. So I'm not really, like when I worked at The Score, we'd have like, a lot of it was aggregating news stories. So if say like a Bob McKenzie or Pierre Lebrun, Elliot Friedman, um, Chris Johnston, maybe Darren Dreger. If they tweeted something out, we would craft a story based on that. If it was like Nick Kiprios or like Renault Lavoie, Aaron Ward, kind of like guys who are on TV, but not really the big guys, we'd have to wait to see if it was corroborated by somebody else. So Nick Kiprios, what did he say again? I, well, I just said, I hope he's listening, but he said. He's, he's 100% not listening. <laughs> he thinks Pierre-Luc Dubois' first choice is the Habs and that the asking price would be focused around Nick Suzuki plus. Oof. And the poll yeah. was, he thinks. So let's just, I'm going to click on this. Most people who have answered, there are 26,000 votes. Um, think the bar is too high and that Pierre-Luc Dubois is not worth Nick Suzuki plus. Yeah, I mean, I don't, it's such a weird situation. Like he said that he wants, he doesn't want to play in Columbus anymore. The report was that he wanted a bigger stage, whatever whatever that means. He's of course from just out, uh, well, maybe like, half an hour or an hour outside Montreal. Montreal is obviously a big stage. Um, Nick Suzuki is so good. Like I watched him a lot here in Guelph when the storm won the 2019 championship, OHL championship. And they loaded up for that run. And he played with um, Isaac Ratcliffe, who's a flyers draft pick and, Mackenzie Entwistle, who is a Blackhawks draft pick, and he was just unbelievable. Nick Suzuki, and really, they wouldn't have won the championship without him. Um, is it a, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it would be enough to do a Dubois for Suzuki one for one. Like, Dubois is an established, pretty established number one center now. He brings different elements to the game, like, He's more physical than Suzuki. I don't know. Like for a guy like Dubois to be available is pretty huge. Um, But the fact that everybody knows that he's available takes away some leverage from the Blue Jackets as well. So I I don't know what to make of the whole situation. Yeah. I've seen some Leafs fans tossing out Dubois for Marner one for one, (laughs) which I think is like galaxy braining to the extreme. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't be, know. It'll be uh, interesting to see what happens there, but it's, I mean, it's never, it's never a good sign for a team when like 
one of your top guys is making it known that he's not happy. Like yeah. remember the abs and um, why am I blanking? Um, Matt Duchesne. Yes, thank you. He's yes. a national now or was, has he signed? Uh, yeah, he's still there, yeah. Okay. That was like toxic and like a lot of tension between players and yeah. office. It's like, that's not fun. But, they, but that it, that ended up working out good for the Avs. The Avs made out like bandits in that trade. Yeah. But so I mean, it could work out. The thing too, with like, if they want to trade him to a Canadian team, there's all this quarantine, yeah, yeah, issues quarantine and, and waiting and whatever. So, so that's a factor for sure. I don't yeah. know when a player like him becomes available. Like I saw some Bruins insiders saying, well, the Bruins are interested. Well, yeah, no shit. Everyone's all, all 30 teams should be interested if right. a guy like that becomes available. So that's not really a, a hot rumor of the day, but um, yeah, Suzuki for Dubois. I don't, I don't see the Canadians giving up Nick Suzuki. They'd probably want a more deal. Like I'm seeing like Jesperi Kenyemi kind of level plus, which might make more sense, but, um, and he's really good too. Like the Canadians have some, some pretty good, some pretty good players. And they did give the Leafs a pretty good run the other night. They did. They did. And I think they're going to be pretty good. I think they might make the playoffs in the, in the North division. I wouldn't count them out. Well, I mean, you got like a 60, 40 shot in the North division. True. Who do you see coming out of the North division? So there's four playoff teams. How many Canadian teams are there? Seven. Seven. Yeah. So Ottawa definitely not going to make it. Although I think they could surprise some people. I mean, anyone. I feel like anyone could surprise some people. But if, if we're if we're going on odds, Ottawa's not going to make it. I'm iffy on Vancouver. Hot take. Um. I mean, right now, I would put Montreal ahead of Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, probably. And then, I mean, everything's a toss. I think you've got Toronto and Edmonton are going to be there for sure. Yeah. That's my thought. So then it's a toss-up between Calgary and Winnipeg Calgary. and Vancouver and Montreal. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably give the edge to, I don't know, maybe Vancouver and Montreal at this point. But Calgary's, yeah. I don't know, a good team's not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. In every division. Yeah. So except for the West division, which is pretty, pretty crappy. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, it, it is not, it's not set in stone. I mean, on the one hand, Leafs fans or me as a Leafs fan, like it brings me immense pleasure to finally see all of the analysts putting the Leafs at the top of the division and giving them that credit. But on the flip side, you never want to be like everyone's favorite because you just, can't meet expectations yeah so i was listening to the 31 thoughts podcast the other day and jeff merrick said he expects not the least to run away with the division but if they don't win the division it would be a massive uh disappointment yeah which i mean the leagues are good at doing so yeah yeah i mean they're they're experts at fostering disappointment so they sure are that would not be surprising at all the only consistent thing about the leafs is how inconsistent they are true get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from locked on fantasy podcast fantasy hockey expert scott cullen gives you the tips insights and analysis for season long 
Dynasty, and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast wherever you get podcasts. Now, I just saw too, we've talked in the past about Henrik Lundqvist and his heart issues, and he was just released from the hospital, I think, after... How long was he in there? He said, left the hospital yesterday, spent a lot of days away from my kids over the last five to eight years because of hockey. The last nine days felt way different. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had like signs for him when he got home. So that's a really, really nice story for sure. I don't know if his, I don't know if his career, hopefully his career is not over, but. Yeah. It's interesting that he was in the hospital for nine days because usually at this point, open heart surgery is like a. 48 to 72 hour thing. Oh, like you go in the night before you have your surgery. And then if all goes well, it's only three or four days. Now there's a couple of reasons aside from this was extremely complicated, perhaps and he needed longer. It could also be a COVID protocol that they kept sure, him there to yeah. make sure he wasn't like leaving the hospital with COVID. It could also be that he is who he is and they, you know, he got extra monitoring and extra, extra time. Right. But 35 years ago, 31 years ago, I'm 35, 31 years ago, I was in the hospital for two weeks after the surgery and it is not like that anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, when our youngest, he had a heart procedure done when he was like five months old and we had to stay a bit longer only because he developed a blood clot afterwards so perhaps there was some issues like that that arrived developed as well um but he's home and i mean he walked out you can see him standing and he Mm -hmm. looks he looks good and healthy and happy so kind of related i was i was happy that um like he had signed with the Capitals to play this year. Obviously he's not playing. So they brought in Craig Anderson as kind of insurance as well. And I have a very soft spot for the Andersons because um, his wife, Nicole, obviously had a big battle with cancer a couple of years ago and he won the Masterton trophy uh, as a result. So I always am rooting for the Andersons. And I think, I don't know. I don't want the Capitals to win this season, but uh, there would be some good storylines if they do win. Yeah. Um, because I mean, of that kind of stuff. Well, and you've got Dan O'Chara. Yes. Yeah. That that was a very jarring last night to um, yeah. see the Capitals did win. I actually picked them to finish ahead of the Bruins in the division. Okay. And... I because they, you don't want to, you don't want to make your team the favorite because they can't live up to expectations. True. I picked them third actually in the division, which might might be too pessimistic, but um, I think the Always Flyers. Always better to be pleasantly surprised. True, true, true. I think the Flyers are are. I picked the Flyers and the Abs to play in the Stanley Cup final. Oh, interesting. Actually. Okay. Who would you say uh, do you think is going to? Oh make my God! The, the final? Flyers playing the Abs would be. Okay, interesting. Okay. Um, who do I think? Leafs and um No, I mean I'm not I'm not. Are you kidding? Do you know how much I believe in jinxing things? I'm not gonna say that the Leafs are gonna go all the way. That would be like a death sentence for the team. Um, who do I think is gonna play in the finals? I like the abs. I like the abs in there. Let's keep that there. I'm gonna say keep in mind it doesn't have to be I know, I know. It doesn't have to be an Eastern Conference team. It could be the, I know. technically the, 
Okay, I'm going to say the Avs and the Lightning. Yeah, that could happen. Because I guess once it gets to the final four, it's just a free-for-all. Like they're have, reseeded. I don't know. Have they gone through the full playoff format yet? I think so. It's the, the top four teams from each division. Okay. So then it'll be like one versus four, two versus three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then whoever comes out of the division, I believe they reseed them based on points. So okay. it would be, again, one versus four, two versus three. So it could be, um, uh, yeah, it could be Toronto versus Boston in the conference finals. It right, could be right. Toronto, Tampa Bay. It could be Boston, St. Louis in the conference it could, finals. Yeah, it could be anyone. Okay, let's, I'm going to, I'm going to say Tampa Bay pushes to get there again. I think they still have something to prove after the two years ago sweep. Right. Plus, you know, uh, Nikita Kucherov is injured now, but he could be ready for yeah, the playoffs exactly. and the playoffs, it won't affect their cap, yeah. which yeah. would be insane. So I'm going to say Tampa Bay and the Avs. I guess health-related, jumping off Lundqvist, COVID-19, as we mentioned off the top, still a thing. And the NHL has started releasing, like, a list of players affected by COVID in some way. I don't know. Were there any Toronto players on there? I don't know if there were any no. Canadian. Oh, no. there were some Canadian teams. There was in Winnipeg and Vancouver. Vancouver, yeah. There was but one Bruin no, on the list. Toronto Montreal, Toronto, Montreal, Edmonton were fine. I think Ottawa, too. There was only one Bruin on the list, and he's kind of a fringe lineup guy anyways, Carson Kuhlman. But the stars were hit pretty bad. Yeah, I think it's just going to be... Oh, sorry, I was go ahead. about to say before, what are they, how do they make up these games for the stars? Like mm. they're going to have to, are they going to reschedule? Do they not play them? How does that work? No, they will play them. There is only, there's not much of a buffer between right. the regular season and the playoffs. So they'll have to right. fit it in somehow. I was, back-to-back I was kind of annoyed because I have Alexander Barkov in one of my keeper fantasy leagues. He's yeah. one of my best players. And they were supposed to play the Stars twice to begin the right. season. And those right. games were postponed. So I had to take him out of my lineup. Yeah. But I w- those games will have to be made up at, at some point, I would think. Everybody will have to play the same number of games. Right, right, right. Or else, yeah. So, I mean, and Dallas was definitely hit the hardest, right? Yeah. Something else. So it's like- definitely going to be a situation that will have to be monitored. Obviously, throughout the season, we're going to get players who contract it. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, yeah, they're just choosing to play amid a pandemic that's just gotten worse and worse over the months. So I made a, I tweeted about that the other day. And then a couple people I'm friendly with pointed out to me that, that other sports leagues have done it successfully and been able to keep going even with diagnoses, which I mean, I just don't sure, really follow sure. other sports. So I guess that's true. Um, and, I mean, yeah, the NBA has had to postpone games here and there. Right, right. and football too, right? I don't really follow. Uh, I don't know if they like. Yeah, they pushed some games back. I had, I didn't, I don't watch football. As but much. they did, they did get through the season. So I yeah. mean, here's hoping that this is going to happen. It started. We had yep. games. So you're, uh, you're jumping into the world of fantasy hockey. Is it the first time you've been in any leagues it's or? The- time and i took on two leagues because i'm a sucker for punishment yeah, oh, yeah. how's that going so far um i mean 
All right. I, I like my teams. It's just a matter of, I feel like getting through a week whenever, you know, so that everyone has a chance to right. play, I guess. I'm still figuring it all out, making my lineups, taking people in and out. I don't know, but it makes me care <laughs> a lot more about other teams. Like right. I was watching the Jets game yesterday because I have Jets players on my team. So had to see what they were doing. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I love. I've been in. I've been doing fantasy hockey for. I know. I don't know. You're in like 18 Since leagues. The internet. Crazy. No, three leagues at the moment. Okay. Two keeper leagues and one with some Bruins people, which is pretty fun. I haven't been in like just a a yearly league for a while, and that, those are pretty fun. Yeah. The keeper I'm leagues are one, next level. I'm doing one with a bunch of girlfriends which is fantastic because it's hilarious and a little chaotic and we were all like this is just for fun it's not competitive and then the game started and we're all like who's winning what's going on <laughs> like the most competitive ever um but it's fun and then tln the leafs nation crew the staff are doing a league and i right. was like all right whatever i'll hop in um and my buddy philippe and i are matched up this week and um he was chirping me the other day and i was like i'm just having fun and he was like no mayor get mean about it so <laughs> back and forth a little bit hilarious my teams are projected to do well but we'll see projections don't always matter no no they don't for sure and um i guess we always end with a bit of tv talk What, what are you watching these days so you told me to watch succession which we started and it's good and i will admit that but i have heard that it like gets better and we haven't hit that point yet so we're kind of like stalled out on it a little bit how many episodes have you watched i think we're at four okay yeah you gotta you gotta get into the back half of the first season it's hard to spend time on an hour-long show when you have kids my kids nine nine fifteen so we picked up the other night um the flight attendant which i was really hesitant to watch and it's we've watched two episodes of the eight now and it's it's really good like Hmm. it's funny in a really quirky way um but but also really well done um and i'm really enjoying that Um, but then once hockey starts i watch way less tv because there's hockey at least three nights a week true so i'm not watching shows every night um like tonight and tomorrow or just hockey nights so it'll take us a little longer to get through any shows because we hockey almost all the time but I do like the flight attendant. I would I would definitely suggest that to anyone. And it's 40, 40 or 45 minute episodes, which are a little bit easier to Yeah, that's the sweet uh, spot. Break off. Right. Um, but I know, did we talk about Ted Lasso? I don't know if we've spoken since uh, we both I, f- I feel like we might have last time. Oh yeah, Maybe. I still love it. I just listened it's to a podcast. Renee Brown. I don't know if you're not familiar with her, but she's like a big like Yeah, group. yeah. Anyway, she has a podcast and she had Jason Sudeikis and uh, Brendan Hunt, I believe his name is. Yeah, yes. Beard. And they, uh, they had a, a really good chat about it and it made me want to watch it again. She said she's watched each episode like four times already. Um, so I'm definitely oh, might check that out again. There's just so much to watch. I'm still we're still going through Justified. We're in season five of that. Yeah, you're almost done. And my in-laws are actually getting into it. So I think we had only planned to keep Prime for the holidays while the boys were off. So they had more stuff to do, but we might end up keeping it. And I just noticed they added every season of Lost. So I might um, I might rewatch that because I haven't watched that in a long time. And that was one of my 
like top three favorite shows. So see if it holds up or not. And you started Superstore. Superstore, yeah. I'm on season three of that now. And they actually just put that on um, Netflix up here in Canada. Yeah, I really like it. I was a bit, not iffy on it at first, but it didn't have like the same uh, cachet, I guess, as The Office or Parks and Rec. But once you get into it, it it's is pretty like funny. A, it's like a underrated sort of sleeper comedy, and it's yeah. really good. My favorite parts, I think, it's- are not my favorite parts, but I really like the like side parts where they just show random people around the store, just like yeah, it's great or, when they yeah, come. That's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's yeah, Superstore is good. It's a fun show. I I watched it. Um, I don't think I had really watched anything with America Ferrera in it before. Well, she's really great. She's good, but she she's good. I mean, she's great, but she's not even like the supporting cast on that show is just amazing. Mark McKinney's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Ben Feldman, I really like. He was on. He's he was on Mad Men, I believe. Yes, 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 and in such a different role. What else was he in? He was like a. He was a lawyer in. What show was that that he was in? Excuse me, folks. Well, I just look up his uh, credits. Madman, Superstore. Oh yeah, Silicon Valley. He was a he was a like a side oh, character in Silicon Valley. That's funny. He was I don't remember hilarious. that. He was like the law. He was Pied Piper's lawyer for a bit. Okay. That's, I can't. I mean, I watched Silicon Valley, but I can't like. I feel like he him. had a a goatee or a mustache. Yes. Okay. Now I can picture him in it. That that did it. Okay. He was pretty good in that. Yeah, no, he's, I mean, it's great. They're, yeah. It's super fun. It's a good, like, easy, let's watch this show quickly show. And they're going to be adding Parks and Rec to Netflix up here as well, which I'm very excited I about. I to do a rewatch of Parks and Rec. It's yeah. been a long time. It's been, well, I think I did it a couple years ago, but, I mean, you, you can never go wrong. There's so many, there's so many of my favorite sitcoms on Netflix now that I'm just going to, like, rotate through them. Parks and Rec. Yeah. You still have The Office up here. Arrested Development, Community, Schitt's Creek, Brooklyn I haven't watched Community in a while. That's another one to go back. But yeah, Schitt's Creek. New Girls on there. I would. I did a Community rewatch earlier in quarantine, and it's uh, yeah, it, it was it was really fun. Too. Anyways, sitcoms are helping me uh, survive the yes, pandemic. Yes, everyone sure. needs that's that was one of the reasons we started the flight attendant. Even though like the premise sounds like it's going to be kind of dark, it it's actually really fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll maybe I check it needed, out. I just needed something a little more lighthearted. Once Justified um, is done, I'm, we might yeah, watch that. Um, actually, there's this. Queen's oh, sorry. Go. Ahead. I was going to say I just I want I want to rewatch Queen's Gambit for the oh. first time. Like, yeah, I right. Experience it. That's how I feel about Succession, actually. Oh, we both watched that movie, Palm Springs. Oh yes, Palm that Springs, good. so good. Yes, I love my that brother movie. suggested to me that I go in not knowing anything about it, so I did. So we're like ten minutes into the movie, and I'm like, well, I don't want to spoil, but I'm like, is he like a wedding fairy? What's going on here? <laughs> I had like no concept of what was going on. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah, I love but, that movie for sure. All the. I have not, devoured a movie like that in a while that and um pop star which was the last lonely island movie are probably two of my favorite comedies of like the last five seven years at least so good i don't think i saw that oh my gosh it's amazing it's so good it's like a fake 
documentary of like a like a Bieber type character with right, right. like a boy band. It's hilarious. You gotta check that out. Yeah, Palm Springs though. Don't know anything about if to people listening. If you haven't watched Palm Springs, you should. But don't look that. For sure. Well, Mayor, I think that uh, pretty much brings us to the end of our chat. The Leafs Senators tonight should be good. Friday yeah. night. I'm excited yeah. actually to watch that. I think the Sens could be could be decent. I'm looking forward oh, to yeah. seeing Oh, yeah. Uh, Ottawa's like your backup team. They it? are, yep. Tim Stutzel. Stutzel. It's his 19th birthday today, so game. I'm expecting him for some birthday magic tonight. Okay. And then the Bruins Devils play again on Saturday afternoon, which I'm very excited about. Afternoon and, games. I like that about this season. There's yeah. more afternoon games. I don't, and there's, they actually play at like 5 p.m. on Monday or Tuesday, which is different too. Yeah, it's nice. They should, I think they should do that no matter, like, there's no fans. It's all TV driven right now. So they should yeah. be having games at like 4 yeah. seven and 10 every day. Like it's they did at the so much easier for me when the game doesn't conflict with bath and bedtime for my exactly. kids. Bed, bed, bath and beyond. Exactly. Sure. So. All right, Mayor. Well, thanks so much for, uh, for catching up with this week in hockey on the podcast. And uh, we'll definitely do this again sometime. Yeah. Regularly every, every couple weeks would be, would be cool to do the, the, uh, this week in hockey, where can people find your, um, well, where can people find you on Twitter if you want to share that or, and your hockey writing stuff as well. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Mayor Out Loud and I write for the Leafs Nation, um, mostly Leafs related, although I do also cover the Toronto Six and the W. NWHL. Yeah, it's coming And um, I do a weekly column called Page, the number six. IX about sort of news and gossip around the league, quick hits, um, doing a little bit of a rundown of that. So you can find me there too. Very cool. Well, thanks so much, Mayor.